We're going to read down to verse 8. Or until the Lord say otherwise. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Starting with verse 1. And whatever one have it say praise the Lord. Just 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 1. Here beginning to read another word of God. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shuloth, which belongs to Judah, and pitched between Shoshim and Azkah. In Ephraim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the bell in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood <laughs> on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines called Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of maul, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had <coughs> greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not? I, a Philistine, and ye servants of Saul, choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be <coughs> able to fight with me and kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that ye may fight together. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Turn to the person next to you and tell, you, tell him he's just a bully. He's just a bully. He's just a bully. Here we have Goliath, nine feet tall, and little David. And, and we, we know the story about that, and, and we rally in that. But he's just a bully. We got a nine feet man standing here. And they on one side of the mountain, and the Israelites is on the other side. Now his coat was about 180 pounds when he put that on. And the spear, his spear weighed 21 pounds. 
He's a big boy. It's safe to say he is a big boy. And here Goliath is yelling and shouting out and, and doing and bragging. I believe in the hood they call it talking trash. And back in the day, they used to call selling wolf tickets. You understand what I'm saying? And if, 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 you, if you're going to sell the wolf ticket, you got to collect the money. And they tell you, if you don't have the ticket, don't start selling stuff that you don't have the goods for. So, so here we have Goliath. This boy is thinking, I'm all that and a bag of chips. Because when I look out, I'm seeing there's no one out there with all of the Israeli, Israeli army. There's nobody out there that can take me. So I can stand here and say what I want. Because I've been running this city for years and years. Tell him he's just a bully. So th th that's what the devil is. He's just a bully. And he, he tells you, I, I got your grandmother. You know, diabetes run in your family. High blood pressure runs in your family. Cancer runs in your family. And I've been, doing, I've been running this game and selling these tickets for years after year. Until he came to you. But I want you to know, he's just a bully. He's just a bully. So he's, he, he begins to, to shout out and say all these things. But what Goliath don't know, God is not happy with him. God is not happy with the devil. When, when he starts picking with his children, that makes him even the more unhappy. How many know that we belong to God? And when the devil starts, he say it's a righteous thing for him to impute justice on those that trouble you. See, you need to know what the word says. So when the devil starts picking at you, you need to go to the father and say, he's picking at me. He's just a bully. You need to know he's just a bully. That's all he ever going to be is a bully. And what do bullies do? They intimidate. They intimidate. I remember we was growing up, and this boy used to pick at my brother all the time. Boy, and we hit that door running, and one day mother was at the screen door. She was standing at the door. <laughs> mother said, get back out there. Either you're going to whip him, or I'm, you, you, you're going to whip him, or you're going to have to whip me. She said, I don't think you can take me. Yeah. He was looking at that boy back there, and he was looking at mother. Mother said, get out there. He hit that ground and he was all over that boy. All you could see was fists flaying, eyes hot. That boy come out there with this twisted arm, that shirt ripped, this, that, nothing. And from that day forth, his word with him, don't mess with me. Sometimes you got to stand up to the bully. You might not always beat him, but I'm going to let you know you've been in a fight. You're not going to just run me around the room like a cartoon. He's just a bully. See, what Goliath didn't know, God was not happy with them. And let's go back some. There was a, a visitor and the Benjaminites, after they had settled all the, all the property and when they came out from Egypt and all the land, and, and this visitor came and he had his concubine with him. And they was in the land of Gath. The Benjaminites lived there. And, and this, this guy came in with his concubine. And the men of the city rose up and came and said, give her to me. 
And they said, and, and, and the men, the Jew, brought them in and said, don't stay out here in the courtyard. Come in and stay. And he left his concubine. He sent his concubine. And they wanted this woman so bad. I'm talking about the detrivation of the city of Gath, where Goliath is from. Don't you think you're going to stay in a city where detradation is going on and you're not praying and something is not going to get on you? If you think it's not so, look at Sodom and Gomorrah. This is tandem amount to what happened. And the scriptures say, Lot sat in the gate. I'm not participating physically, but I'm participating mentally. He's just a bully. That's all he ever is. And so they came back and, and all night long. And the man said, please don't do these. This man is a guest in my home. And the Jews had a, a thing. When people came in, you were supposed to invite them in. You gave them water to wash their feet. You fed them and you looked out for them. We grew up with that. When someone came into town, they had a place to stay. Used to be when preachers was coming in, they stayed at the house of the saints. Now we want a room up on the fifth floor and we got to have room service. We got to have someone meet us at the airport. Wasn't too long. We just found out how to spell airport. We Come on. We don't want to be in the house because we want to be all that and then some. He's just a bully. He's just a bully. So he told them, he said, and so he said, come on in. And they, they pressed up on the house and the man put his concubine out there trying to appease them. And because we got children and they had their way with this woman all night long, you understand, just passing her around. And about the daytime or daybreak, they let her go and she was trying to get back to the house. And when she got almost to the house, she dropped dead on the threshold. Hallelujah. And so when the man of God came out and, and this visitor came out, they found the, the concubine at the threshold of the door dead. He picked the woman up. I'm talking about the city of Goliath, of Gath, where Goliath is from. And he put her on the donkey and he went home. And he dismembered her body in 12 parts. And he sent it to every tribe of Israel and said, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> we got to do something because God is going to get us if we don't fix this. And every tribe assembled themselves and the Benjaminites would not come. So they sent him another message saying, send the men of Gath out here. And they wouldn't do it. Now the children of Israel began to weep because this was part of their family. This is family. Sometimes you got to cut family loose that you might save yourself and the rest. I'd rather save one and let everybody else Sometimes we so busy trying to save that one and everybody else is just falling by the wayside because this is Deacon so-and-so's kid. This is the pastor's grandbaby. This is the pastor's brother. This is the pastor's sister. You better let them go and let God deal with them. He's just a bully. So they sent parts and everybody assembled themselves and they got the ark and they began to pray and entreat God. And God said, go up. And they went up and they tagged them good. And, and they came back and they sat up and they, the scripture said they lifted up their voice and they began to cry out to God. Then they said, get the ark. And they, they inquired of God. He said, go back again. 
go back again. And finally, they got them. And, and, and they, they all but annihilated the tribe of Benjamin to the point they killed so many until they didn't have wives. And they said, we got to get them. We can't, because they didn't do anything about this. We can't give them our daughters to marry. We got to stop fellowshipping. Come on. Well, that's cousin. So stop fellowshipping. The scripture clearly says, have no fellowship. I don't get to be mean and hateful to you. I don't get to stop witnessing to you, but I can't run with you no more. I'm not coming to your house anymore. I'm not sitting down and eating with you because when I eat with you, I become your friend, your friend become, and I'm not having it. Stop sending your children over to your family's house and everybody in there living in sin. Stop going over there putting your feet under their table eating their food. He's just a bully. Then you become partakers of them. And so the children of Israel said, we can't do this. Now, God tell us what to do. And he told them what to do. And they got wise from them. And still there was some lacking. And so they was doing another feast. He said, during the night, go in and steal some women. God will make every accession for you that you might get this thing right. So here's the, here's the gap. And these Benjamites, they was all lefties. And the scriptures say they were so good and they were such good warriors with slingshot until they could just part the hair. That's being really good. So, so here God still got a bone to pick with the city of Gath. Because you have put my children in a position where they have to fight against each other. You know, growing up, we, if, if we wanted to get in trouble real quick, let us start fighting amongst ourselves. Let us start arguing. Mother and daddy was not happening. Let us start arguing and fighting and picking with each other. Daddy said, how can you hit yourself? I mean, one day my brother had punched that boy in the nose and blood was just glitching everywhere. Mother said, say you're sorry. Daddy said, you're not going to make him lie because he was intending to punch that boy in the nose. He's sorry he got caught. And if this is what I got to say to keep from getting a whipping, oh yeah, I'm sorry. But he was not having us fighting against ourselves. Fighting against ourselves because you are your brother. You are your sister. That is a part of your DNA. Oh, you might be too individual, but that is you. That is you. So here the Benjamin Mice, and, and there's a portion, a fraction of them. So fast forward over. Now here, here David is. And Saul has been made king. Not because God decided they wanted a king. They went to Samuel one day and said, we won't be like everybody else. <laughs> Isn't that what the TV in the world is telling us today? To be accepted, you need to have this color hair. You need to be this big. And you, you need to go to this school. You need to wear this brand of clothes. And it's got to have their name pasted on your rear end. And you got to have this type of shoe. You need to drive this. We let the world dictate to us what we ought to be. And half of the designers, over 90% of them are gay. And I don't mean happy. Creating stuff. 
and we'll skip a bill and we will scrimp on tithe. We'll steal God's money so we can get what the world have to offer. And then when the pastor come in and say, we need this, well, we just gave money and I'm tired of them begging for this. But we'll go out to the world and sit and feed ourselves and spend 50 and $60 and rub our belly and get up and go home and have nerve enough to leave a nice tip because the girl looked at you. He's just a bully. If you're guilty, just keep looking straight and nobody knows you. He's just a bully. And when it comes to that, we don't want to give the people of God anything or they don't never honor me. Start doing something for them to honor you and they will honor you. You better get a hold of this thing. What I make happen for you, God is going to make happen for me. The line just got shorter for a house. Anybody looking for a house? Come to the front of the line. How many people in here that got new vehicles that they wanted this year? Come on, somebody. I'm, the line just got shorter. Come to the front of the line. Start praying to somebody else, get what they need, and see, don't God give you what you need? This is how this works. He said, pick up your cross and deny yourself. Start praying me, 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 and start praying you, you, you. God has got more than one blessing. Just because he blessed him don't mean he ran out of blessings. He's just a bully. And if I can get you to not see yourself the way God said you are, he said, let us create men in our own image. If I can distort what you see every morning in the mirror, you'll stop acting like God. And you'll start acting like him. So here we have David and, and, and he's in his house and he has seven older brothers uh, and, and, and God has anointed Saul to be a king. But Saul gets in there before he can get installed and they get his name on the tent door. Saul does something and God say, I'm done with Saul. And he tells Samuel, start looking for someone else and to anoint him. Now listen here, he, he went to Samuel's, he went to Jesse's house. And, and he has all of his boys lined up and he brings them in because he knows he's coming to do something. And when they find out Samuel came to the house to be a blessing, you know, we talked about Samuel last week and he came, they asked him, do you come in peace? Samuel, he said, yeah, I'm looking for the king. So Jesse's feeling real good. This got to be a good thing. God then sent a prophet to my house to pick one of my sons. I'm the least of all these tribes. I don't have any money. I have no status in the community. I have nothing to offer but my sons. So he bring all those boys, all seven of them out there, stand up real tall, straight, you know, and look at him. And you, you know how we prep our kids? Look in the eye. And Samuel going head to head. Nothing happened. Samuel looking around. He said, I know full well I heard from God. Is, is this all of your son? Is, is, is this all of your boys? Oh, there's little David out there in the field. But he's trained to do nothing but be a shepherd. And by now, he's probably been out there all money, stinking, smelling up everything anyway. Just David. 
a prophet is not honored in his own home. Some of you men and women of God that's preaching the gospel, you're never going to be accepted in Springfield because that's just you. Now you'll go to another city and they're about to push the wall down trying to get just, just to stand near you, to be near you. And I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about when, when I drive, I minister Linda go with me and sometimes these people are about to overtake us. It ain't got nothing to do with me, but people don't know what they have right here in their own house. And people are hungry for a word of God. They're hungry. Needing to be delivered. Waiting on the men and women of God to feed them. And we talking foolishness. We talking about the young and the restless. And all this other stuff. And here he, he, he said... I'm, I can't leave until you bring him in. Now, Jesse's son's got to be upset because they, they, they are in Saul's army. And surely if he's going to pick anybody, it's going to be one of us. Right. You know, we don't care which one of us because we, we follow. We, we in Saul's, the king's army. And we moving whenever the king moves, we moving. And we getting paid. And it's, surely it's got to be us. Jesse, it's got to be one of us. Samuel, you might want to try that all again because you, maybe you didn't shake it up right. Take the plug out and see. Can you imagine the man of God with a horn of oil and the plug is out and nothing is happening? You know they had to be thinking there's no oil in there. So they, he said, I'm sitting right here until you bring in David. And he bring David in. And David probably come in, you know, trying to. And he coming in and they looking at him and, and the boys is already upset with him because you know they don't like him anyway. Here he come again. A little runt. And Samuel goes and, and, and Jesse presents him to the prophet. And he brings the oil and the oil starts running. The oil starts running. The anointing starts flowing from head down. Uh, yeah. The anointing starts flowing. But right over here, the, the, the brothers, that you would think the family would be happy. Nowhere in the scripture do they say, thank God we got a prophet in the house. They was not happy with David. Let me tell you one thing. Everybody's not happy because you operate in the spirit. Everybody is not happy. And they will try to get close to you to usurp your authority. Calling you behind the scenes at home. Whining and crying and saying, pray this, that, other. And will get out and walk past you and not speak to you. Amen. Will not acknowledge you. Will not call your name. Stop worrying about who didn't call your name. Does Jesus know your name? I had someone say to me last week, they didn't call your name. I, I'm okay. I know who I am. <laughs> I don't need you to call my name. I know who I am. Stop looking for the approval of men. Now keep in mind, David has been anointed the king, but Saul is still sitting in the palace. Saul is still sitting in his seat. There are some things God has anointed you to do and folk are still sitting in your seat. Folk are still sitting in your palace. 
Saul sent his crazy self in there, and God himself has sent an evil spirit. Now keep in mind, when God sent an evil spirit to Saul, didn't mean he could do anything. There was limitations on what the evil spirit could do. So Saul sitting there just crazy as a hoot, and that demon would jump on him, and here David had to play his heart for him. To soothe him. To ref- the scriptures say, and it refreshed him. Until Saul got to doing crazy again. Saul, no doubt, looking at him, knowing, I know he's going to take my place. You've been in some churches, and they know that you were sent by God. They know you were sent by God and have verbally told you, I know God sent you. And they will block you on every hand. They will not let you do one thing that God has implemented. They'll tell you, yeah, that's a good idea. You can do this, that, other, but you can't do it in here. Are we going to get around to you, around to you, one year away, and you have not accomplished one thing God sent you to do? He's just a bully. He's just a bully. And so here we, we find them. And David's name means beloved. It means beloved. Goliath means exile or soothsayer. That's all we need to know about Goliath. He's tall and he's crazy. <laughs> and some of y'all done had some tall crazies in your life. <laughs> you can see them now. They were tall, good looking, but they was your tall, good looking, crazy. Just crazy is all they can do. And I hear the preacher say, move on, preacher, and I'm going to do just that. You're meddling now. He's just a bully. And so what Goliath doesn't realize that God has a bone to pick with him because the people in your town mess with my children. One thing you don't ever want to do is cross God and be on the wrong side of God. Who's going to make God leave you alone? Who's going to the throne of God and say, oh, no, this is my baby. I wish you would just leave him alone or her alone. There's none to do that. Remember when Job got beside himself and he was sitting out there talking, I done did all this. I'm a tither. And, and there's nobody like it and all of odd and this, that, and other. And, and I wish God, I, I wish I knew where he was. Oh, if I knew where he was. I said, okay, I'm finna show up. Joe come out there with his pants all hanging out. He said, gird yourself up. Pull your pants up. He said, where were you? When I flung this out and when I scooped the sea out by the scan, where were you, Joe? You got all this to say to me? Come on, let's talk. Joe found himself doing this. I think I done went too far. You know how when you talk to your mother kind of out of the way and you knew right away when she said that in that tone, oops, I don't stepped over that line. And you're going you're gonna to suffer the consequences because there, there, there is no point in you trying to back up. Now you're talking like Mushmouth from Fat Albert. So we have the Philistine, they have gathered together their armies to battle, and, and, and Goliath is screaming out all types of things, threatening them and doing this, that, and other. And, and, and Saul 
David comes one day and, and to his daddy, Jesse, has sent them to check on his brothers. He has sent them food and stuff. And so when he came, right about that time, Goliath is over there selling wolf tickets again. And David is looking around like, and all the army is arrayed out there. Surely somebody's going to do something or say something, but nobody is doing anything. So David is saying, who is that? Who, who would dare to speak against God and his people? His brother looked at him and said, he probably snapped him and said, get over here. You always in some. You just came down here meddling. And where is those little few sheep that our father got? Who's watching them? David said, I left him with another shepherd. He said, I know the naughtiness of you, David. Never mind, he saw Samuel anoint David. So David paid him no attention, gave him them little rice cakes and whatever else he had to give him. And he went and talked to another man. And while he was inquiring him, one of the soldiers overheard David's conversation and went to Saul. Saul said, bring him to me. Say, who is, I don't know, it's just a kid that showed up out here on the ground. Didn't you think it's strange that a kid would just show up on the battlefield? He just showed up and he handed out some food and now he's over here wanting to know who Goliath is. So Saul begins to talk to him, the king talks to him, and, and he said, well, who is this? And he said, he said, listen here. He said, I'm a shepherd. I'm from the house of Jesse. He said, I watch his sheep for him. He said, one day a bear came out. He said, I took my staff and I got that bear. And one day a lion came out and I grabbed him by his beard. And I walked him. I, that's who I am. He said, I put him to flight. And, and, and Saul is probably looking at this little boy thinking, we might have something here. Go bring me my armor. Now Saul was not a short man either. Remember when they anointed him, the spirit say, the scripture say Saul stood head and shoulders above everyone in Israel. So Saul was a tall man himself. And a good looking man. And so they bring out the armor and they put it on David, little David, and he, you know, David said, No, I can't do this. So I can, no, 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 no. I, 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 this is too. No, this is this is not going to work for me. I have not earned that. He was smart enough to know this is yours. Stop putting on other people's anointing and think you're going to go out and defeat somebody. Going out saying what other folks say. Learn from the sons of Sceva. Say, Paul, we know. And they went out there and them that devil beat the life out of them almost. Ran them on out of there, stark naked. David said, no, I ain't earned this. No, no, get, no, 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 I can't do this. He said, but let me in an element what I know about. You got to know what your calling and your anointing is. David said, I can work with a slingshot. I bet that boy pulled that thing out. He said, yeah, I can, I can work with this. And he went out there and got them five smooth stones. Now let me tell you something about a slingshot. It's a piece of wood that's shaped in a V. And you put a strong piece of leather across there that's connected by a strong piece of elastic. And velocity means the rate of motion. The rate of motion. And the speed of velocity is about 15 miles per hour. 
When you pull that thing back, have you ever had a rubber band and, and you watching somebody pull that rubber band and it just keeps going back and after a while you start drawing up because you know that rubber band is going to pop <laughs> and it's going to be a big out. So David went and got these stones and he put them in his pouch and he ran out there. And when David stood out there and, and Goliath said, is, is that all you got? He probably feeling himself now. Is it? Goliath thinking, oh yeah, this is going to be good for us. Whoever wins this battle today is going to be the servant to the others. He probably thinking, yeah, they're going to serve us until the day we all die. Because this is going to be no win. This is a no win situation. You ever watch wrestling and they got this big old guy out there and then here this little guy and you think to yourself, he's going to tear him up. He's going to... And this little guy gets out there and he gets to moving around because this big old guy is cumbersome. He can't do anything. Next thing you know, Fatso is on the floor with his head up behind his back. That's probably what David was thinking about Goliath. Come on. You want a piece of this? Come on. And he began to tell him and say things. He's, and then Goliath might have got away until he defiled God. David, this, the scriptures say he picked up those stones. Some say Goliath had brothers. Some say he had sons. But David picked them all up. I don't know how many he got, but just in case somebody wanted to retaliate, I'm going to be ready. And dropped them in there. And David ran toward Goliath. He ran to him. I just believe God got into that stone as that boy pulled that thing back. And Goliath still standing out there shouting out nothing, and that rock hit him right in the center of the head. Boom. Ran over there and cut Goliath's head off, and all the soldiers of Israel, the army, ran in and chased them and annihilated them. He ran toward him, not away from him. Why? Because God got in the velocity of that. A not a spear, not a 160-pound coat of armor, but faith got into that. He said, I'm going to take your head off today, Goliath. You have gone too far. Today is the day that you die. And when you start standing up to the devil, telling him, the day is the day that you die. You're not chasing me anymore. You won't have my family anymore. You won't have my health anymore. Today is the day that you die, Goliath. I'm not having it. He's just a bully. He's just a bully. Today is the day that you stop chasing me, running me around the room like a cartoon. Today is the day you won't make me cry anymore. Today is the day I take back my health and my finances. Today is the day that I prosper. Today is the day. Today is the day. And the next thing we know here, David come back into Saul's tent. And just because David believed God, the house of Jesse never paid taxes anymore. They never paid taxes anymore. And they got a bounty blessing and this, that, and other. But David's brothers was not happy with him. David went right on back doing out to the shepherd's house, doing what he was supposed to do. Because David didn't stay in the court all the time. He was just there when Saul, that demon, started tearing him up. He went right on back out there caring for the sheep. Why would he do that? He's the champion of all of Israel. Because he didn't need anyone to tell him who he was. 
I know I killed him. David wasn't jumping around out there. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. He, he was doing none of that. He just did it and kept moving. That's when we get in trouble, when we go and pray for somebody and God move. After a while, we start saying, yeah, and I prayed that prayer. And, and all this other stuff. Give God the glory. Do what you're supposed to do and move on. Stop taking the glory from God. Stop taking that. There's people that can do what you do with a hand tied behind their back and a cup of coffee in the other hand. It's God that gives us favor. It's God that gives us the anointing to do what we can do. It's God. And the scripture said David went in and out and he behaved himself wisely. He wasn't talking against Saul. He wasn't talking about the children of Israel. He was just behaving himself wisely. Why? Because he knows this is mine. Oh, this is mine. When we looked at that house way over there and the cheeks were sitting in there, I started saying, yeah, this is this. Uh-huh. I wasn't worried about what that woman was saying she was asking for because God had already told me five years prior, this is yours. He had already showed me I'm sitting in Chicago on my job, minding my own business. And I certainly wasn't thinking about Springfield. I promise you that. And God said, this is it right here. Gave me the color and the, God, help me. I don't care nothing about you sitting in here saying you done built another house and you need this, not, uh-uh. God said, this is what I'm going to give you and I'm not giving you a dime more. When God has spoken to you, be like a backer. Though the vision tarry, wait for it. Write it down. Write it down where you can see it. You got to start seeing it. You got to start saying, God, I thank you. It haven't manifested, but I thank you. By faith, I already got it. I started thanking God for that mean, because boy, I look good. I have to flip that collar up, and Buster was looking at me, and I was like, God, this looks good on me. And it manifested itself about three years later. You understand what I'm saying? It manifested itself. And when you begin to see yourself, through the eyes of faith with what God is saying. I don't care how big the giant is. I don't care how long he's been there, how long he's ran, who he done took down, how they did this, that, and other. Not today. Not today. There's a commercial that he and I watches. I don't know what, to, what it's about nurses or something. And this little lady is in the bed and she's from, she's from, she's Dutch. And they have a saying, when a person is about to leave, they leave the window open so their spirit can leave. And she was wanting to die, but the nurse closed the window and said, not today. Not on my watch. You got to shut the window to some stuff today and say, not today. Not on my watch. You're not doing this. Not today. You don't have no control today. God is in control of this. God sets up and God takes down. Just because you're up today don't mean you're going to be up tomorrow. Just because they sitting in the house don't mean they'll have it tomorrow. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be sick to leave away from here. I guarantee you when Goliath rumbled out there, he never, it never entered his mind he wasn't going back home. He thought, I'm going to go out here and do what we always do and we're going to go back and celebrate and the Israelites will be serving us. But David said, I come in the name of the Lord. I come in the name of the Lord. 
And when you begin to speak to your situations and tell it, I'm coming in the name of the Lord. And somebody read the scripture and then prophets it said, every knee got to bow. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. And when you stand on that, immovable. God, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm doing this, but I'm not going to fall over. I'm weaver wobbling, but I won't fall over. Because I'm trusting in you, God. I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. Sister Terry just faced a giant last week. I'm trusting in you, God. I'm trusting you. This is a giant of a thing. I could be gone, but I'm trusting you, God. That's not what you told me. I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I want you to know he's just a bully. And God is God all by himself. Let us pray. Father, how we thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you because there's none like you. Now, Father, if someone is under the sound of my voice and have giants in their lives, Father, we believe in you to take their heads off today. Father, we believe in you to take them down. And every hindering spirit that comes along with it, we take it down today. We cut the head off. We cut off the life source today and we set them free. And Father, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you, oh God, for what you're about to do. Break every fetter, oh God, and set your people free today. Bless these, your people, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And pitied my every groan. Long as I live and trouble rise, oh, I'll hasten to his throne. Hallelujah. Long as I live. Hallelujah. I'll hasten. David got in a hurry. He didn't run away. David got in a hurry. A bully standing up over here talking about the God that I love and serve. And so here I am. I love the Lord because he heard my cry. I've been talking to him. I didn't just now start talking to him, but I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And he pinned my every groan. Hallelujah, praise God. Now, as long as I live and trouble keep on rising, I'm going to hasten, I'm going to get in a hurry. I'm headed toward his throne. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, praise God. Oh, praise God. Can you imagine, David? Y'all ought to be like him. When you hear stuff, when you hear folks saying the wrong thing, when you hear them sitting around using God's name in vain, they'll look around the next time. If you's around, praise God, amen. My God, my God, my God. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? They're going to talk about my God, the God that's... There's a few of us around here can say, you talking about the God. You don't know the God that I know. All right. Yes, sir. Hmm. 
Sister Terry can tell you today, you, you must not been there 11 years ago. I know he's a healer. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You weren't there a couple of months ago when that doctor looked at me and said, you know, I don't know how you're living. Now I got a chance to tell him his name is Jesus. Praise God, amen. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. And as long as I live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And trouble keep on rising. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hasten to his Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're here today. Praise God, amen. Got some bullies running around. My God, my God, my God, my God. His name is Jesus. Greater is he that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Greater is he that dwells in me. Greater than he that's in me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His name. Yes, sir. It's just his name. Yeah, yeah. His name is a strong type. And the righteous run his Yeah, 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 yeah. And the same. You don't have to worry about no, you don't have to worry about no bully. As long as you got the name. As long as you got the name. But you got to be faithful to the name. You got to. You got to love the name. And I love the Lord. Because he heard my cry. And pitied my ever groan. My God, my God. He says, my, my boy is down there moaning. I'm groaning. Something going on. I better go check on him. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Y'all heard the word, right? Powerful, anointed word. Come from that powerful anointed woman of God. Give her a big old hand break. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. 